0: Hello, my name is Mike and this is Mike Seibert Radio. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio, wishing you a happy Labor Day this 4th of September, 2017. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff. And things that are on my mind every week. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Mike Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And the mailbag is Mike Radio at gmail.com. It's been a busy weekend up here in Seattle. Um, in fact, on my way up to work today, I um, uh, going down 4th Avenue, I had to dodge all of the cosplayers and all of the gamers uh, that are attending PAC um and then by the time i got to the other end of 4th avenue i had to dodge all of the uh, uh stinky hips i almost said stinky hipsters but <laughs> i uh um the stinky hippies and the hipsters that were all going to bumper shoot uh so two huge events uh going on in downtown uh seattle this weekend i don't go to either of those because well as um, a wise man once said uh, the sage Yogi Berra says nobody goes there anymore it's too crowded (laughs) Uh, I've got a fun show for you today including the adorable new addition to the Star Wars galaxy and the long-awaited return of Black Canary music plus the radio broadcasting program at Green River College is in serious danger of being shut down and I talked to you about how you can help but first Shout and so my first shout out of this week goes to Eric Mannix of the out of the fridge podcast. Um, He was actually uh, scheduled to be a guest on this week's show, uh, but he reached out to me earlier in the week saying he's a little bit under the weather and looking for a a rain check. And, you know, I, uh, I could totally uh, relate with that because I think I'm still fighting a little bit of that crud myself. Um, Hopefully that doesn't come across, but yeah, I've been, uh, oh man, there was a, there was a few days there where I um I thought I was gonna die, I, uh, I um like like a lot of guys I don't take being sick very well. I get really whiny and yeah it's it's just not a good scene. Um but yeah anyway, Ma- uh, Mannix hope you feel better soon. Um plus uh, besides they're um, uh, they're getting ready for Rose City Comic Con uh, coming up this week, including uh their uh. for all ages panel that's going to be on Friday so be sure and check that out if you are going to the Rose City Comic Con and I don't know if you've seen the guest list for this thing because I I really hadn't until I uh, made sure I had my information right but man uh, Peter Capaldi is going to be there from uh, Doctor Who, uh, Weird Al Yankovic and uh, um, a handful of other folks but yeah I mean it's uh, that little show is growing up so if uh, you know like the Emerald City Comic Con here In Seattle is a little too big, and you know you you still want to uh, attend a a comic con, a comic show in the Pacific Northwest. uh, You could do worse than Rose City. That's a a, it's a great show. I've got um, uh, friends and family that that keep recommending it. Uh, One of these days I'll go, but sadly I don't won't be able to make it there this year. Um, But if you do go and um, you know seek out uh, Mannix and the Out of the Fridge uh, crew, tell them you heard about it here. Um, if uh, if you think about it, and check out out of the fridge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for more information. There, I'm um, still looking to get Mannix on the show at some point in the future, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, my next shout out is to Chris Kim, the Green Korean, uh, last week's guest. Um, coming up in a little bit, we'll get uh, some of your feedback in the form of tweets that you sent us uh, regarding our conversation about James Cameron and Wonder Woman and um uh, no, Chris is a good dude, and I um I hadn't talked to him for uh what I didn't realize before had been um almost a couple years, uh, almost two years I hadn't talked to Chris, so it was it was really great reconnecting with him, um and it, it was just great. Uh, follow Chris uh, at Green Korean One and at Faces and Aces LV Pod, uh, both of those out there on Twitter. Um, hope to have him on again as a Guest, uh, very very soon. Um, I also wanted to take a second and thank everybody that retweeted me on Friday. Um, my uh, my company was doing a donation drive uh, benefiting the Salvation Army for the Hurricane Harvey uh, relief efforts. Um, you know, kind of being down on uh, ground level and providing uh, meals and shelter and um, lots of cool stuff. Um, now, I I knew going in it was going to be kind of crossing the streams a bit because I, uh, you know, you've heard me talk about on the show before, how I kind of try to keep my day job stuff separate from what I'm doing here on the podcast, but but for this, I um, it, it just felt like the right thing to do. Uh, so I took down my pinned tweet for the podcast here and replaced it with information on how to donate, as well as sharing it with the Potter Family DM group uh, that I'm a part of, and that got retweeted uh, at least a couple dozen times. So I wanted to thank everyone for helping spread that awareness and hopefully donating as well. Um, even if not, it, uh, it it means a lot to me. I realize it's just a retweet, but I appreciate the support all the same, because even though it's just a retweet, you didn't have to. So I just, I, I just thought that was really cool, just that showing of support. Um, anyhow, I also wanted to share with you that according to Como News, as of 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, um, online donations to assist the Salvation Army for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts with uh, with the help of the Sinclair Broadcast Group stations have topped over $601,000. Um, of that total, $449,687 um, in online donations were collected on Friday alone. So, so if um, I mean, if you retweeted me, you're part of that, um, and I again I appreciate that. Um, if uh, if you're interested in helping, uh, the company is still collecting donations for the Salvation Army, and I will have that link in the show notes. Um, but um, but thinking about that, uh, the Hurricane Harvey stuff, like you know, like I I had the opportunity to meet a couple of the representatives of uh, the Salvation Army uh, for my day job, and it kind of reminds me that one of the cool things I get to do at. My day job um, at a commercial radio station is be a part of stuff like this that uh, gives back to the community and helps. Um, the The stations I work for do stuff like this um, a couple times a, a couple times a year, like we have like you know uh, mileage flight drives, uh, um, you know toy drives around the holidays, things like that. Um, it's a it's a good feeling, and that um, that actually is going to kind of get into what I want to talk to you about next. Uh by now you've heard me talk about the radio broadcasting program at Green River College and the KGRG radio stations. Um in fact, quite frankly, I can't shut up about it, but um uh, but seriously, the um the program I've I've learned is in danger of being shut down uh, this fall due to low enrollment. Numbers and I'd like to ask for your help. Um, here's the deal: I uh, I talk about this program uh, so much, um, not just because it's where I got my start and my education. Obviously, I mean that's that's um, what makes it so special to me. But I I, I the program is also important for. Aspiring broadcasters of all types and that's what's interesting in uh, in my time that I spent uh, At Green River College and at KGRG is that I've seen my classmates pursue so many other careers and interests within radio That ironically enough don't even involve uh, being a DJ I mean, it's a radio broadcasting program, but I have friends that have gotten into uh, promotions professionally you know, uh, putting on shows and repping for bands, um, touring, all kinds of cool stuff. In fact, I saw a uh, post from one of my good friends who's uh, part of the promotions team at at a uh, large chain here in Seattle, and it was a collection of all of the all access passes she's collected. And she said something to the effect—I'm paraphrasing here—but uh, basically, like she would be envious of people that. Had these, you know, just just huge collection of lanyards, and now she's got a pretty healthy uh, collection in her own right, and that's, uh, you know, and she's super stoked about that. And again, it just makes me think that people get into radio for different reasons. Like some people want to uh, share music. Um, and, and knock into um, equipment in the background apparently uh, but no they they, they want to uh, share music that's important with them uh, with their audience uh, they want to front for their favorite bands um, you know meeting bands meeting celebrities like you know I I myself have had a little bit of that I just uh, uh, met Sean Astin from the goonies and Lord of the Rings uh, just this last week he was up here in the studio um, uh, you know I've, I've had I've held the the MLS soccer cup you know because it was here uh, but, but anyway that's you know um, uh, people get into sports broadcasting and you know uh, uh, production work making commercials uh, uh, news writing news reporting uh, digital content social media um, uh, one of our engineers uh, here in the building I work at he's a KGRG alum so there's you know technical stuff including you know the stuff I do you know I'm, I'm I'm a I'm a board operator. Um, you know, and and obviously um being on the air, you know, whether it's talking into a microphone professionally or pursuing podcasting, you know, like uh like my buddy Dave down in Arizona, um and you know my my man Cork, uh you know, he's uh he's pursuing um several uh, on on the air opportunities as well. So, I mean, I it, you get the idea. I I could go on and on. Um but what I'd like to do now, instead of uh, going to a promo break uh, like I usually do, um, I'd like to play two clips for you um, uh, from two of the pillars of KGRG, uh, the first being the general manager and head instructor of the program, Tom Evans Krause, our uh, our leader, um, talking about the history of KGRG and kind of uh, uh, musically what the station has been about. And then we'll hear from KGRG alum, award-winning journalist, and digital radio lab instructor, my buddy, um, Charlie Harger, talking about why the station is so important to those of us that have been through the program. In
1: late 1988, early 1989... Uh, the then general manager, instructor, uh, John Ramsey, and the students of the day decided that, okay, uh, we need to pay attention to this new music trend that was going on in the Puget Sound particularly. Bands like Mud Honey and Green River and that little old band out of Aberdeen, Nirvana, who played for KGRG FM in May of 1989, May 26, They played on stage in the Bloom Student Center. And you can actually still see clips of uh, home uh, movies on YouTube of that particular show here at Green River. Uh, admission was $5. <laughs> five bucks to get in to see Kurt Cobain and uh, Nirvana playing uh, before they became so internationally famous. Other bands that uh, KGRG-FM really uh, championed, MXPX, uh, who came and played for us twice. The first time they came and played a benefit show fundraiser for KGRGFM. they were the opening act and we paid them $50. And I think their mom drove them over from Bremerton. <laughs> Those are just uh, some of the bands. There are many, many others uh, who have established names for themselves nationally and internationally. The students really worked hard to find these artists and then promote them heavily, play them heavily for our audience and know the rest is history.
0: Now here's Charlie to talk about camaraderie and friendship.
1: You have basically
0: the same environment inside the radio station here at KGRG uh, that ha- has been since the beginning and what I mean by that is is there is kind of this camaraderie there's this group of students you'll hang out at the radio station between classes we have these old couches probably haven't been changed since the 70s uh, <laughs> we uh, have a, a group of students who will just kind of come hang out talk about radio but more than that just kind of talk about Life. Some of those people you meet, you know, 20 years ago, you're still talking with them today, and you get to see their success uh, as you move along as well. <laughs> uh, both of those videos are available on YouTube, uh, by the way. Um, I'll have a link to those in the show notes. Uh, both of those were produced by Green River College for the school's 50th anniversary. Um uh so yeah, and actually uh any uh, uh longtime KGRG alum that just happened to be listening, unfortunately we did have to part ways with big red uh recently. So uh the the big red couches that have probably seen a lot um have been replaced with slightly new used furniture. So <laughs> Oh man. But um uh, so, I mentioned before that I'd like to ask for your help. Um, and what I would like to ask is for your help to spread the good word. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, Tweets, Facebook posts, Instagram shares, whatever. However, you can get the word out there about KGRG and the broadcast uh, journalism program uh, for radio classes at Green River College. Now, I understand that a lot of you listening are outside the western Washington area that's okay because if you share this with your audience then maybe it will come all the way around to one of your listeners or fans that is local here and uh, might connect with somebody um, that would like to sign up for some of those classes so if you or anybody you know is either you know <laughs> actually I, I'm sorry I uh, I kind of slipped into some Robert stack there for a sec doing some unsolved mysteries it's like if you or any you know um but no seriously if if um if there's anybody out there that's either curious or interested in learning about this crazy lifestyle of broadcasting, I'd encourage you to check out the uh, radio program, the Broadcast Journalism Program, at Green River College in Auburn, Washington. That's about 30 miles south of Seattle, if you happen to uh, be considering relocating. Um, it's, a, it's a great program uh, that you could take when you... Uh, what Let's see. How do I describe it? It's you, you, you take what you learn in the classroom and apply it to what you are doing live on the air at our living, breathing college radio stations. Um, those stations are both one hundred percent student managed and staffed, and that that means everything from the music selection to the on-air programming to promotion to in-house production everything is decided on and curated by the student djs and managers um we uh we don't make you go through years of book learning um with expensive textbooks before letting you near a mic you are on the air in two in week two of the class no joke um i remember being terrified of the mic at first and now i can't get enough of it um so much so to where i'm doing a podcast um just to just to scratch the itch just to continue to get that that kick from talking into a microphone and broadcasting it is it is that fun and that uh, that addicting um you know there are fantastic college radio stations out there that hire professional DJs and are run by faculty, uh, keeping the students as far away from them as possible. Uh, there are also amazing academic programs out there for broadcasting. Um, you know you, you learn a lot, and the and the courses are spectacular. Yeah, but they don't have a radio station for you to practice on. Uh, KGRG is about the only program I could find, at least in my limited research, that combines both. Um, And... Uh, to see it potentially end after almost 30 years is quite frankly something that 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 really makes me upset um, so I apologize sorry for the sermon and I I know this is a podcast and not a, a, a telethon but um, But I I, I just wanted to share with you that this is something that's important to me, and it's very important to a lot of people also. I mean, I wouldn't be here talking to you today if not for the experience I got being a part of KGRG. And I don't know about my friends and fellow alumni, but for me... I'd prefer to not be a part of the last generation of KGRG graduates. I mean, I just willed show of the year to new hosts. So, um, anyhow, if if you would like more information, head over to KGRG.com and click on Classes. Uh, fall quarter starts on September 25th. Um, so, yeah, just head over to KGRG.com for more information. <coughs> Okay, let's switch gears and let's hear what's on your mind. It's a segment I call Raise Your Voice. So last week, James Cameron said that Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman movie, is a step backwards. And Chris Kim and I discussed that and here's what you thought. So, uh, first, uh, we heard from Gidget von LaRue, um, a huge fan of the Countdown podcast. I love hearing her suggestions. But um, she mentioned that they uh, touched on the topic in uh, their Aliens podcast that they recorded pretty much at the same time uh, that Chris and I recorded. Uh, so, check out uh, the Aliens episode of the Retro Cinema uh, to see what Gidget. Von LaRue and company thought about their thoughts about James Cameron and Wonder Woman. Daryl Lake at Daryl M. Lake out on Twitter says, A step backward? My favorite superhero movie ever, and it's not about her physical beauty. He goes on to say, I can't wait to see it with my daughter. I spread the word and a lot of moms from a certain youth group take their girls. So that's a... Again, the movie is universally accepted and universally loved, and it's, it's great. Um, uh, Nerds Chatting, uh, they are at Nerds Chatting. Um, uh, <laughs> so, their reply, uh, we kind of went back and forth with them a little bit, but uh, but succinctly they say, Nope, it's not. And James Cameron is a thundering dick. <laughs> so, um hey man no judgment here. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. On this occasion, though, um he should not have said this, uh, referring to his remarks that Wonder Woman is a step backwards. Uh the Monster Closet podcast, um who we heard from on uh part 1 of our um of our show, uh they are at Monster Closet PC uh wrote apologies to uh Mike and Chris Uh, for retreading, but Cameron is half right, but needs to remove his ego. Wonder Woman is, in fact, a step forward. Uh, They go on to say the Hollywood backslap is expected, but overcompensating. Uh, Let's pave the way for better work to come. Uh, Which was really kind of like the thrust of what uh, Chris was saying. He, He attended a screening of Wonder Woman on the Warner Brothers lot, and he he was just really off put by uh, how how. Uh the execs were just back-slapping each other, saying how important the Wonder Woman movie is. And, you know, they're, they're not 100% wrong, but, yeah, when, when it's that much, it is uh, it is a little off-putting. So, um, thank you, everybody, for your feedback. If you would like your comments about any of the topics I cover on any of my episodes to be included, uh, hit me up on Twitter, at MikeSybertRadio or The Mailbag is MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. I suppose you can leave a comment on Instagram as well, um, now that I think about that. Uh, But moving on from Wonder Woman, I want to talk about another DC hero, uh, this one being Black Canary. Now, last week, Black Canary EP2 uh, dropped in celebration of the character's August 1947 debut in Flash Comics number 86. The EP serves as as the second musical companion uh, piece, uh, second the EP serves as the second musical companion piece to Brendan Fletcher and Annie Wu's fan favorite uh, Black Canary series, which ran from 2015 to 2016. The 12 issue comic series saw Dinah Lance traveling across the country as the front woman of a rock band appropriately named. Black Canary, which I thought was super cool, because basically Black Canary was the name of the band, not necessarily the name of the character. It was kind of like a weird, soft reboot-type thing. Uh, but anyhow, the new EP is currently available for purchase on Bandcamp, and offers listeners three brand-new tracks, uh, Get in the Car, Lost Art, and Last Days. Uh, Black Canary EP 2 reunites Fletcher Wu and awards winning music producer Joseph Donovan from The Dears and Stars, along with singer-songwriter Michelle Ben Simonson from Caveboy, who provides Dinah's iconic voice. Um so when the first Black Canary EP came out last year, I was obviously at KGRG, had my own show and just had a blast with this. My uh co-hosts uh really gravitated towards it as well. Um I uh it was kind of like an introduction of sorts uh to the Black Canary character and uh and Mickey, my producer at the time, just just fell in love with her aesthetic. She just kept saying I love her. <laughs> it was just it, it was it was really, really cool. Um, so when when I met both uh, Brendan Fletcher and Annie Wu at Emerald City Comic-Con that year, i I actually gave them KGRG bumper stickers and and as far as I know, I'm uh I'm the only person that they were aware of at least at that time, uh, to the best of their knowledge, to actually play Black Canary music on the air on an actual radio station, which uh, I think is pretty cool, and they uh they thought it was pretty dope too. There's a there's uh there's a poster in the KGRG studio of Black Canary autographed by the two of them, um and yeah it was it was just really neat, um but but in the so in the interest of time, I'm not going to play through the entire EP because, I mean, it's it's three four-minute songs and uh, 12 minutes worth of uh, wall-to-wall music on a podcast. Uh, maybe a bit much. Besides, i got to run upstairs and go to work soon. Um, but what I am going to do is I'm going to give you a taste of the second track off of uh, Black Canary's EP number two, Here is lost art and you're listening to Mike Seibert Radio. Oh man, I, I, I tell you, I just, I, I love the smoky goth punk uh, Susie and the Banshees vibe going on in these songs. I just, um, and you know, honestly, I just, I thought that it wasn't something that was ever going to happen because I remembered when I talked to Brendan Fletcher at Emerald City Comic Con, I asked him, I go, well, you know, EP1 is great, but what are, what are the odds of of having more music, and he's like, "Well, since you ask, Mister Mister Radio Man, he uh, let me know at that point, and it was kind of on the down low that 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 a second EP was in the works to uh, coincide with the second trade paperback uh, collection of the Black Canary series." Uh, as time went by. I don't know if that second trade ever got published, and then of course the DC Rebirth uh, reboot happened, which basically um, that Black Canary series ended, didn't continue, and uh, the the character kind of changed again. So I I honestly thought that we would never hear from Black Canary again. So when this, so what they decided to do was put it out, like I mentioned earlier as uh, part of the character's 70th anniversary instead, which I thought was was really, really cool. Um, Again, check it out. And I had one last thing I wanted to talk about before I get out of here. Now, the only thing more adorable than a soccer ball droid is an evil soccer ball droid. Uh, last Friday, we learned that BB 8 will have an evil twin named BB 9E in Star Wars The Last Jedi, and it's awesome. Um, looks really, really cool, all jet black and silver. And of course, instead of having a rounded, friendly face, uh, BB 9E is flat and angular, and he's got that. Uh, uh, glowing red eye i just um i i i just love it but i think that twitter got it right though saying that the character should have been called bb hate or bb h8 instead And that is the show for this week But before I sign off and get out of here I wanted to let you know that there won't be any new shows for the next two weeks I am going on vacation with my wife and a couple of good friends um, Want a hint on where we're going? Let's say China. China. China 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 Hopefully this won't be my last podcast as that is, um awfully close to North Korea so um, maybe we'll be okay Uh, but while I'm gone you can go back and check out all of my past shows and podcasts including all of my old KGRG stuff Um, you can listen on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app and on iTunes. Like, share rate and review the show wherever you find it. I would appreciate the feedback and I will read your reviews on the air. Uh, Speaking of I have a few of those I'd like to share with you real quick uh, from the just in time podcast uh, they write very well produced uh, mike is a very talented host and tells very good stories <laughs> if only any of those were true but i appreciate the shout nonetheless uh, this next one comes from blockbuster mentality um Great voice for radio, fun listen Good stuff, man Very engaging and worth a subscription Again, that from Blockbuster Mentality um, But my uh, my favorite one this week uh, Is titled, So Many Things And this is from uh, Mikey Geek um, It's a podcast It's a radio show It's also a blast for the ears So go get it now No, don't wait Go! <laughs> so, I, I appreciate all of you guys taking the time to uh, rate and review. Um, you can also find me on the internet at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram, or the Mailbag is Mike Seibert Radio. And don't forget to help spread the word about KGRG and the radio broadcasting classes at Green River College. Go to KGRG.com and click on classes. My name is Mike, and this has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, make good choices.